everybody, and welcome back to the Football Absurdity Podcast. My name is Jeff Crisco, and I'm here with Sneaky Fart of the Week, Big Daddy Ranks, Walker Kelly. How you doing? That's me, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I'm I'm not a sneaky fart. I'm just a fart of the week because I'm just loud a fart of the week. <laughs> All right. Oop, I punched my mic there. Uh, I don't know if that comes through anymore because I have to. I can't plug it into my mic. So let me know if I'm punching my mic too much. Um, if this is your first episode, what we do is this episode, we take a look at Walker's ranks this week, which you can find at footballabsurdity.com. Literally any page. There's a button at the top that says week eight ranks, and they are up there. Um and we'll also take a look at Thursday Night Football first, and then uh, the ever-growing section of Sicko Stash of the Week. It started with one person, and now we're up to... Eight. I have six, and Walker has two. So uh, those are guys rostered in fewer than 5% of leagues that if you're a real sicko, uh, like me, you stay up till after midnight till waivers run. Or I've heard of people on the Eastern Time Zone setting an alarm for 3.30 in the morning so they could do it. So that- That's great. <laughs> So that you can pick these guys up, yeah, with uh, without worrying about the waiver uh, uh, waiver expense uh, if you're in a first come first serve after wa- uh, waivers run. So let's get started on Thursday night football, and there was actually some news today about uh, who would and would not be available. Uh, first of all, uh, Russell Gage was ruled out uh, for the Buccaneers. Uh, Cam Brait was also ruled out. Not really surprising. Uh, he had a pretty bad neck injury a couple games ago. Uh, Julio Jones is a game time decision, and I'll make the decision for them. You're not going to play Julio Jones. Uh, why do they do this to us every week? Um, and then various other players were limited in practice um, on the offensive side of the ball, but that seemed to all be precautionary. And then um, there were various players in the secondary, which I have. Hold on. I've lost that. Uh, hold on. Everybody, please hold. Uh, let me let me talk about the Ravens while I look that up. So the Ravens, uh, Ronnie Stanley is questionable with an ankle injury, but it looks like um, he's going to play. Uh, Gus Edwards, uh, you might see that he's questionable, that he's been limited in practice this week, uh, but uh, they're just taking it easy on him uh, because of coming back from um, injury, kind of like we saw with uh, J.K. Dobbins. Shad Bateman is questionable with a foot issue, but he's going to be back uh, this week after playing last week. Mark Andrews messed up his knee on Sunday, but he's going to be good to go to play. And uh, I can't find who's who's out again. Oh, boy. Jeff, losing it. I'm losing it. Uh, Bucking. It's guys in the secondary. All right, let's just do this. Various players in the Buccaneers secondary are going to be out. I think they're going to be down four guys in their secondary. Not good. That's not great, uh, but that is great for uh, Lamar Jackson, Rashad Bateman. So Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews. So let's go ahead and get into this game. Um, so this week uh, on your ranks, you have Lamar Jackson as a start. I agree. Uh, let's just get the must-starts out of the way. So Lamar Jackson, Leonard Fournette, Mike Evans, Mark Andrews, all must-starts, right? Absolutely. Yep. Okay. I threw Chris Godwin in that category, but we'll get into, you have him as a start, but you have him at 19. So not necessarily must start. Um, You have Tom Brady as a fart. Um, And I kind of agree with you. We were talking yesterday on the Patreon episode about, um, had to do a lot of work to like talk myself into playing Tom Brady this week. Yeah. I mean, on paper, very good matchup, but the uh, Buccaneers offense has been completely stagnant lately. Um, and I don't know if in three days they're going to figure it out. So I would expect probably better than what you saw against Carolina because it can't be worse. But um, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think Brady will be okay in this game. 
I would expect some production, but I, I can't see him being incredible. Yeah, do you have Tom Brady uh, started uh, behind guys like Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins, Daniel Jones, who uh, I'm surprised we won't be talking about later at seven as your uh, most surprising rank. But um, yeah, so he's definitely a guy that you can sit for. Like Daniel Jones is 50% available, so that's a possible move that you could make. Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, go again, go back six months and say, all right, we're going to bench uh, Tom Brady for Daniel Jones in week In a eight. good matchup. In a good matchup, yeah, in week eight. Um, so, all right, so you have Gus Edwards on the other side as a start as well. You have him at 21. Uh, going up a Buccaneers defense that's been good, but got kind of in a tore up last week by two, we'll, we'll be generous and say marginal talents at running yeah. back. Yeah, real no names. Um, yeah, Deontay Gus, Foreman and Chuba Hubbard. Gus Edwards probably better than those guys. And, uh, yeah, I, even if the injury is still hampering him a little bit, and he's not quite up to full speed. I would say that knocks him down to their level. So we've we've seen backs of this level tear up the Buccaneers defense literally four days ago. So I I expect Edwards to be pretty efficient. I expect him to get something around 15 carries. Yeah, he's probably only going to catch like one pass. But if he gets 15 carries at four and a half yards a clip and catches a pass for five yards or whatever then you're sitting at like an eight point floor. And if he gets in the end zone, which he gets all the goal line carries right now, then he had a really good week for you. So yeah, I think he's a low end RB two, someone I would consider a starter in most cases. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Um, I agree with you there. Uh, I have him as a, you, you are probably starting him, uh, especially considering that we will be without like CEH and Austin Eckler this week. We don't have a lot of teams on by, but we have a lot of impactful fantasy players on by. Absolutely. So uh, let's now get into, oh, the running backs. Uh, Rashad White, Kenyon Drake, uh, Justice Hill. Do not talk yourself into them. Absolutely not. Yeah, these guys don't have standalone value right now. One of those three will have a touchdown and will make me feel dumb for a split second for saying to not start them, but I do not know which one it is, so I still feel good about saying don't start them. Yeah, we're going to see, like, it's gonna, Justice Hill's going to have, like, two carries for three yards and one catch for seven yards and a touchdown for something. Yeah, it's going to be that one of those uh, plays where Gus Edwards has, like, a 46-yard run that he gets pulled down at the one, and then they pull him because he's gassed, and then... Yeah, and Kenyon Drake falls into the end zone for five carries for 12 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, or I, I actually think Kenyon Drake would have more than Najee Harris touchdown from last week, where the defense just kind of forgets about him and he's just, like, standing there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I think that that would be the Kenyon Drake touchdown. So, all right, let's get into the wide receivers. Again, we said Mike Evans must start. Chris Godwin, you have a 19, so a recommended start, but behind guys like Chris Olave, Brandon Ayuk, Brandon Cooks, DJ Moore. So uh, a guy that you could justify sitting. Yeah, certainly. I mean, Godwin has been fine so far this season. He's uh, been a, a like a high-end wide receiver three, low-end wide receiver two type player, mm-hmm. which – yeah, that, that's not bad. And in a week where Juju's on by, Keenan Allen's on by, Mike Williams is on by, and in a good matchup, I think he's a guy you should be starting this week. But um, Godwin's not really paying off what we were expecting from him based upon his previous career production. Yeah, everybody was taking him around like wide receiver, like 1920, being like, okay, if he's healthy, then he'll be back inside the top 10. It's like, no, he's just been like, around wide receiver 18 19 just like steady six or seven catches every week and somewhere between like 40 and 60 yards just like steady constant production he just hasn't broken out like we've expected 
Absolutely. Um, now, Rashad Bateman, this was one that I went back and forth and back and forth. I'm very happy that you have him at 36 because I ended up writing. Uh, you probably can get away with starting Rashad Bateman, but you more than likely have better options. And I put him somewhere around 35. So um, you have him uh, behind guys like Jerry Judy, Josh Reynolds, Drake London. Um, so what what are your thoughts on this Rashad Bateman ranking at 36? I would try not to play Rashad Bateman. Um, I I just think with him being hampered right now, it's it's not a high percentage proposition. But I think in deeper leagues, he's a fine flex play. I mean, like, for example, I play in an 18-team league where um, I'm starting him as one of my top two receivers. Mm-hmm. I am not loving my receivers because it's basically two guys I don't want to play in Rashad Bateman and Deontay Johnson. But what are you going to do? Um, yeah. I spent my draft capital on Saquon and Travis Kelsey. So, Oh no, you poor thing. Yeah. Darn. It's, I'm going, it's going real bad. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, I, I think you can play Rashad Bateman and hope for a boom game, but you could also be walking into a two for 40. Yeah. That's like, uh, every, every week in my 16 team league, I'm like, what are my wide receivers? And then I look and I'm like, Oh, I have Josh Allen and Christian McCaffrey and I'm like, oh, I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> but every yeah. week I look at my receivers I'm like, what am I doing? Yes. Like every week I put uh, Michael Thomas into one of my wide receiver slots. And then on Friday, I move him out of said slot. <laughs> when he gets hey, ruled I, out. I think as long as he plays this week, you should be able to play Michael Thomas. Uh, yeah, against the Raiders. I should hope so. All right. And then uh, don't overthink this. Don't start Devin DuVernay. You have him at 49 a sit. Correct. Yeah, if you're in a deeper league, you can uh, roster him and start him, but you have him behind Mac Hollins, Alameda Zacchaeus, and Rondale Moore. That's right. And Jarvis Landry. I do have him behind Jarvis <laughs> Landry, who might not play. So yeah. we have no idea. But, you know, if Landry plays, I wouldn't play him either. <laughs> yeah, so you have Mark Andrews as your number one tight end on the week. Uh, turns out he's good. Mark Andrews, good at football. Don't be scared off by point four last week. That's yeah. Weird. They sold that to stop him, and he got banged up, and there's nothing that this uh, Buccaneers defense can do to stop Mark Andrews this week. That is correct. You have Cade Otten as a sit this week at 22. Uh, I have him a lot higher than that. I had him as like um, as one of my streamers this week. I had him as – or I didn't have a streamer because the game was on Thursday, but I would have because mm. um, this position on the Buccaneers just gets like seven targets a week. Whether it's Cam Brate, Kate Otten, or a mix of the two, because Cam Brate's neck snaps in half halfway through the game. I mean, they're just getting seven targets every week. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm worried that Brate comes back this week and they. He's up. out. Oh, he's already been ruled out. He's been ruled out. Okay, well. Within the last like hour. <clears throat> so. Gotcha. Okay, so. Otten, I mean, I still change wouldn't it, play him. Change it. Change it to a start. <laughs> change no. it to a start. No, uh, I would move him up a little bit here. I, I'll I'll do it live on air. We're, F it, we'll do it live. We'll do it live! Uh, I would move him up to 18. Oh, come on. Put him over Big Big Greg. No. Come no, on. They're, they're getting about the same role, and the Baltimore defense is actually not bad against tight ends. They're really bad against receivers, but not tight ends. All right, fine. All right. Listen to me, though. Start Kate Otten. He'll score two touchdowns. I don't know about that. He'll score a touchdown. Uh, I, he'll, get I a, he'll get a catch. 
Kyle Rudolph is going to do the Kyle Rudolph in this game. Uh, one hey, one for one and one. Yeah. Uh, I, oh, I forgot to do the bit off the top, uh, but instead of saying who Walker's number 25 tight end is, I'll say who his number 24 tight end is, which is Kyle Pitts. Don't start Kyle Pitts under any circumstance. Do not do it. Bad he's idea. good. He's good. The team is bad. Yeah, he's good. The team doesn't throw, and when they do throw, they don't throw to him. Yeah, so um, I actually saw a very interesting breakdown about teams like uh, the Jets and the uh, Falcons, who, in response to this cover, this proliferation of the cover two, mm. are just running the ball as much as humanly possible. And that's why these teams that are like marginal on talent, like the Falcons, are kind of like making it somewhat work. Like they're what, like they're three, in their four? Yeah, um, you know, they're they're middling when by talent level, they should be like one and six or whatever. So yeah. uh, very interesting that that might be why we have so many players like Drake London, Kyle Pitts, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, Garrett Wilson, who just aren't getting the targets that they should because their teams are focusing on running the ball instead. Yeah, they're just trying to shorten the game and shorten the amount of time they have to get behind, essentially. Yep, and if teams are running cover two, that's one guy that's just basically never going to be in the box, you know, because they turn the secondary into at least four guys. Right. So nobody in the box into a shell. So, all righty, um, that's it for this game. It's fairly straightforward in terms of who you're starting, who you're sitting. Uh, Rashad Bateman's the only flex on this list, and there's usually three or four flexes. So um, flexes or farts. Speaking right. of which, Walker, who is your sneaky fart of the week? Oh, I will give you uh, a hint. It is a guy that I don't like usually. A guy that you don't like usually. Uh, what position? Tight end. Ooh, is it? Oh, it's Irv. It's yes. Big Irv. Yep, bigger, bigger, uh, or as I like to call him, little Irv. Medium-sized Irv. Uh, yeah, medium <laughs> Irv is the sneaky fart of the week. Uh, he has a fantastic tight end matchup. He's going up against Arizona. Second mm-hmm. worst defense against tight ends in the league. Um, Irv Smith has a role where he gets about four or five targets a game. He usually doesn't do anything with them, but this is a just prime matchup for him to have like four for 50 and a touchdown. Yep, I wrote almost that exact same thing when I said to stream him this week. Um Another thing, he's tied for the lead or the lead on the Vikings for targets inside the five. There you go. With with Adam Thielen. They both have three. So it's a really uh, a lot of passes inside the uh, the five. Yeah, you I'm watching for this week against Arizona for Justin Jefferson to have like eight for 90. And then Adam Thielen has like three for 21 in a touchdown. And Irv Smith has four for 30 in a touchdown. Sounds about right. All right, let's do this. Let's do our sicko stashes of the week. Um, All right, so I, Jeff, Jeff, you're going to do three, then I'll do one, and then you'll do three more, and then I'll do my last one. Okay, uh, I will start. Uh, this is It's going to be a really easy uh, sicko stash. Uh, he has great matchups the next two weeks. He was named the starter today. Uh, he has a beautiful ginger beard. Uh it's the first time we've stashed a guy at this position. Hunter or Harrison Bryant? Nope. Uh, it is Andy Dalton. Oh, Dalton is playing. He's starting. They announced today. He's. They said Jameis Winston is healthy enough to start, but he will not be starting. Well, that's so, troubling. 
Yeah, so Andy Dalton gets Vegas this week, and I believe Tennessee next week. Oh, <laughs> I just saw the quarterback you're higher on. <laughs> Never uh, mind. There you go, da- Daniel Jones instead of Jameis Winston. So that's my first sneaky start or uh, sicko stash. Uh, the second sicko stash uh, team's coming off a bye. Uh, he was a sicko stash two weeks ago, and he had double-digit PPR points. And he's had double-digit PPR points three out of his last four games. Uh, yeah, this one's not uh, not showing up on the waivers on Yahoo either, so somebody must have him in Football Absurdity League. Um, I believe that might be me. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm not sure. I have no idea. Uh, what position? That- Oh, I, I, I'm not going in order. Sorry, I screwed up. I'm doing a, 10%, a 2% guy. I screwed up. Uh, it's a wide receiver. Oh, okay. A 2% guy, then maybe I could find him. Uh, Skoranek? Benjamin Skoranek. It's Benjamin Skoranek. Nope, it's Benjamin. Uh, All right. Do you know why? Because he's jamming on the PPR points. All right, so PPR points. Dalton, Skoranek. All right. Uh, do you want do you want to do the running back four percent or the wide receiver four percent? Um, let's go with the wide receiver. All right. Everybody in this passing game is a bum. Uh, the other rookie on this team dropped like a million passes this week. This guy's thought, been hurt. I thought this is who it was. Yep, missed the last two games. Yep, Christian Watson. That's right, Christian Watson. Everybody else in this passing game is a bum. He might be a bum too. But that's what makes Sicko Stashes so great. <laughs> yeah, they might be terrible, but they might not be. Yeah. So that's that's three Sicko Stashes. All right. So my 3% Sicko Stash is uh, wide receiver. That's the only hint I will give you for now. I only get 3% wide receiver. Oh, man. Uh, hold on. Let me double check to see. Oh, that's right. I don't have it. Excuse me. Unlike the... Uh, the New England Patriots last year, I do not have a three percenter. <laughs> yeah, you guys you guys remember Justin Rohrwasser? <laughs> uh, oh man. Is it is it Braxton Barrios? It is Braxton Barrios. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh Barrios last week, um three receptions on four targets and two rushes for twenty seven yards. They're finding ways to get him involved in the offense, and Zach Wilson loves him for some reason. Uh, I say for some reason in super quotation marks because I think it's pretty obvious what the reason is. Um, Because Braxton Barrios has a hot mom. Because Braxton Barrios looks a certain way, we will say. (laughs) Um, A way that that, uh, Zach Wilson was visibly scared of people who look a different way on the uh, draft. draft. Yes. So I would... I think that you can scoop up Braxton Berrios in a deep league, and he's the type of guy that if anyone ahead of him gets hurt in the passing game, all of a sudden he's going to be getting like he's going to become Donovan Peoples Jones. Yeah, yeah, that's a uh, that's a good call uh, for a, a, a sicko stash. Uh, do you want to do your other sicko stash, or do you want me to do three more? I'll do it. Uh, all right. This this the hint is that you have named this guy before as a sicko stash. Ooh. Ooh, 1% sicko stash. Um, I really wish I could remember who all my... Is it... Uh, trying to see if this guy's still 1% rostered. Is it Miles Gaskin? <laughs> no, but that's a good guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is it the right... Did I say the right position? No. 
Oh, okay. So it's a 1% wide receiver. I can't even remember who my 1% wide receivers were. Like, Wandale, he's too high now. Skoranek. Oh, Alameda Zacchaeus. That's it. Yep. Yeah, Alameda. Four targets in three straight games. Let's go. Yeah, he's he he's, has a very stable role. He's playing the eighth worst uh, defense against receivers in terms of fantasy points. Four star out of five matchup, according to Yahoo. Um, I think Zacchaeus in a deep league is a guy you can throw on your flex and expect that he'll get you at least like seven points. Yeah, he's um, I was listening to the lateral today and uh, um, shout out sister podcast, the lateral Herms and uh, Malcolm were talking about how this type of just like solid player has been forgotten about because we all just want to just like because of DFS and, and best ball brains, we've just filled our benches with just like exclusive upside. And then we have trouble filling bye weeks because we don't have these guys that'll get us like nine points on a bye week and just fill a role. And that's that's what Alameda Zacchaeus will do. So back to my sicko stashes. Uh, these guys might score zero points combined this week. It's three running backs. Uh, 4%. So I am on Yahoo right now, and there is not a single running back on Yahoo that is listed as 4% rostered. What? Hold on. Did he it's go up 3% to 5? and it skips right to 5. Did he go up to 5? Hold on. I did this like an hour ago. Where is he? Hold on. Oh, he's up to 5% now. Okay, oh, is, man. It, is it Jermichael Hasty? It is Jermichael Hasty. Uh, the only back worth rostering behind, um, Travis Etienne. They said they're not gonna. They're not really interested in expanding Travis Etienne's role. So Jermichael Hasty could all of a sudden be getting ten to twelve touches per game, um, or not. Who knows? Um. All right. So the other two are one percent rostered, and they're both running backs. Yep. One of them is uh, a, snick, a sicko stash because of injury. The other one is a sicko stash because of a potential trade. I don't think there's anything one of these guys could do to change. This weekend, but uh, all of his circumstances could change around him. Um, I mean, in terms of in terms of a trade, maybe Dearness Johnson. Correct. Okay, I've heard because I've heard the, I've heard his name linked to the Rams. Well, I was more thinking the uh, people have been talking about them trading Kareem Hunt. True, Kareem and then Hunt he, want, Yeah, he wants more touches. Mm-hmm. And then injury. Uh. Keontae Ingram? Correct. I was going to say he scored a touchdown last week. Keontae yeah. Ingram. So if James Conner can't go this week, uh, if Daryl Williams is looking like he might be out for a while, yes. uh, he he, um, he scored last week and he did a good job of spelling Eno Benjamin. So he could get you, I wouldn't expect 12 P, or 11.7 PPR points like last week, but maybe six, seven? Yeah, probably somewhere in between the 0.7 he got you two weeks ago and the 12 he got you last week. So. Yeah, you can probably expect a solid like four or five point floor with a 12 point ceiling. Yep. All right. So those are my my sicko stashes of the week. Real sicko stuff. Uh, I was I was like, I put down Keontae Ingram and I was like, no, that's ridiculous. I was like, no, that's exactly what this is for (laughs) is is sicko stashes. So, all right, let's get into Walker's ranks for this week. Uh, We talk about uh, each position players that Walker is higher on, lower on. Uh, the toughest rank, most surprising rank, sneaky start, and tough sit of every position. So, um, quarterback, you're higher on, not Jameis Winston, because things have changed. Yes. Uh, but, but it's uh, Daniel Jones, who you have at seven. Everybody else has at ten. Is he good now? Is Daniel Jones good now? No. No, he's 
<clears throat> sorry, he he uh, he runs a lot. Um, he, he's running more than like Josh Allen is, which is crazy to think, but mm-hmm. he is. Um, he does it successfully, and he doesn't turn the ball over. So he's going to keep getting you like 200 passing yards, one touchdown, and like 60 rushing yards. And that's like 20 fantasy points. So, no, he's not very good, but he's putting up good fantasy numbers and he's got a really good matchup this week against Seattle. So I think that it continues for at least another week. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's like, you know, Daniel Jones might not be good. Daniel Jones is what people who before the season were detractors on Jalen Hurts thought that he was. Just kind of like a guy who will just run a bit, maybe get a rushing touchdown, help you out, not do a whole bunch. But uh, um, turns out Jalen Hurts is good at football, so uh, he's not quite at that level. But um, a guy that's not good at football, but almost won a playoff game. uh, Another guy you're higher on, Taylor Heineke, 15, ECR is 21. uh, Just the new Manning Brady coming up, uh, Heineke versus Ellinger. Uh, (laughs) Let's let's go. Uh, But yeah, I think Heineke is one of those like... uh, Daniel Jones-esque guys that just by hook or by crook, he'll get there. Yeah, Heineke is always going to be kind of, you know, in in the 200 passing yards, 30 rushing yards range. And, you know, he's got a decent floor. If he accounts for, you know, even one touchdown, he's probably going to get you at least 13 or 14 points. So not a super high ceiling, but a higher floor than you're going to get out of a lot of other streaming options. Yeah, and um, I think that uh, this Ellinger versus Heineke matchup is just going to be a couple teams feeling out what they can do because the last week the game against the Packers was just like, oh, this is really like weird what the Packers are doing. Like they, I don't know how uh, the Commanders won that game. It was just a very ugly game, and now I think they'll actually like try to see what they can do. So it'll be a lot of Heineke uh, feeling out what he can do. Um, Davis Mills, who I have as one of my streamers this week is your other guy you're higher on, uh, going up against the Tennessee Titans. You have him at 16 ECR is 23. Yeah. I mean, I really like Davis Mills this week. Uh, he had a really solid game last week, over 18 fantasy points against the Raiders, who is the best matchup for opposing quarterbacks. Um, Titans are the third best matchup. So I think Mills keeps it going this week. I think he has another solid game that is uh, certainly usable. Like, uh, I could see having him even in your top 12. Like, I don't have this in my rankings, but if you wanted to bench Geno Smith and start Davis Mills, I would understand that. Yeah, Gene, uh, Davis Mills, uh, which is a great matchup against the Titans, um, I could definitely understand that as well. He is, like I said, I believe one of my streamers this week. All three of my quarterback streamers are less than 10% rostered. It, it worked out this week. Um all right, so let's talk about some guys that you are lower on. And the first one, um, E.C. Arnhem's eight. Uh, you have him at 13. It's Dak Prescott going up against the Chicago Bears. Is this Dak didn't do it against the Lions? Is this the Bears of a better defense than we think? They traded Robert Quinn today. We didn't mention that. Um, yeah. Um, I've actually just adjusted my uh, rankings to remove um, James Winston and add Andy Dalton. Oh, man. So I put Dalton at 13, so we're moving Dak up to 12. Um, oh man! So now he's a guy you love. You should start. You should start Dak Prescott. I think you can <laughs> start Dak Prescott. I I don't think that they're going to throw the ball enough in a, in this game because I don't think they're going to need to. I don't see Chicago being able to score points against Dallas. So 
I think that Zeke's banged up right now, but I think he probably plays in some capacity. And I would imagine that they're just going to use Tony Pollard for like 18 touches, give Zeke like 14, and throw the ball like 25 times, a lot like they did last week. Um, I, I, it's the winning formula right now, and I think they're going to stick with that. Okay. Yeah, it's um, Dak still working his way back from that thumb injury. Like, he was okay to play, but he was, you know, he's still working his way back into game action. And uh, he wasn't that great before he injured the thumb this year. So just something to keep in mind. Um, another guy that you're low on, barely made your top 25, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, this guy stinks. This team stinks. And the Buffalo Bills do not stink. Yeah, Rodgers hasn't been playable, you know, at all really this year. Uh, this past week, you said, was his first top 12 finish of the year, and he yep. was 12. Yep. <laughs> so very bad. Um, and he's been essentially unplayable, and now he's playing the best defense in the league statistically. Mm-hmm. So I just don't see any scenario where you should be playing Aaron Rodgers. Even in two quarterback leagues, I would try to find a different option. I mean, you can... In, in two quarterback leagues, you might be able to scoop up PJ Walker or Sam Ellinger. Um, you know, maybe even you could get like Andy Dalton. Any of those guys yeah. would be a significantly better. Well, Walker and Ellinger wouldn't be significantly better, but they'd all be a better option than Rodgers, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, not only the best defense in the NFL, but the best defense on the in the NFL coming off of a bye. Yeah. So they will be well rested and ready to smash Aaron Rodgers into small bits. Um, another guy that you're lower on, uh, formerly your boy. Now you hate him, uh, because the line stinks, uh, his receivers stink. So he stinks. And his name is Matthew Stafford and his wife gets pretzels thrown at her. Matthew Stafford. Yeah. Not even ranked for me this week. Not in my top 25 quarterbacks. Uh, he's not a top 25 quarterback on the season for fantasy. Mm -hmm. And he has a bad matchup against the Niners, a team that usually beats the four, the Rams, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, this is a, it, it's a guy who hasn't been any good this season, uh, for an offense that hasn't been any good this season against a team that they are historically bad against that has a good defense. So everything is stacked against Stafford. And I don't think that I, 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 I don't think there's any quarterback good enough other than maybe Patrick Mahomes to be successful in that circumstance. Yeah. It's one of those situations where it's like nothing Nothing is working right. And even Cam Akers isn't going to play again this week. It's like everything is pos- everything that could possibly go wrong is going wrong. Yes. It's like uh all it's like the devil has cashed in all the chips for the Super Bowl all yeah, this season. Much. It's just, just imme- like immediately he was like, "Yeah, you guys are going 7 and 10." Yeah. Uh and it's like uh oh, and uh you can't even rebuild cuz you don't have any picks. So good luck with that. Um so you, we already talked about your most surprising this week, which was Aaron Rodgers' sneaky start of Daniel Jones. But your toughest rank this week, Jared Goff, who you have at eight going up against Miami. Um, interested in what you have to say, because I kind of already narrowed in on him as one of the guys that I was going to write about and start or sit. Uh, looks like you have him as a start this week ahead of uh, Kirk Cousins, Tom Brady, Derek Carr, and uh, the aforementioned Dak Prescott. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Goff is coming off of two straight bad weeks, um, so I think a lot of people are going to be scared off of him. But in good matchups, he has produced this season. He will likely have the healthiest offense he's had since about week two. Um, I believe DeAndre Swift is going to play this week. Jamal Williams is going to be at full go. Amon Ross St. Brown will be at full go. Josh Reynolds will be healthier. T.J. Hawkinson's fully healthy. 
So I think that the Lions offense is going to get going again. This Miami defense has not been good against any offense except Pittsburgh this year. And uh, Pittsburgh's offense stinks. So I I expect the Lions to get back to the formula that was moving the ball, you know, getting Jared Goff some play-action passes, getting him some easy short completions. And uh, I think Goff will throw for multiple touchdowns in this game. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Yeah, this one definitely has one of those, like, uh, the game that's always on red zone. Like, every every Sunday there's one game that's just always on red zone. And yeah, this has that possibility. I could see it being, like, 38-31 Dolphins. Yeah, this one's going to be uh, all over the place, and it'll be a fantasy uh, extravaganza, which is why I said to pick up and play Josh Reynolds this week, who's only like 30% rostered after a bad week last week. Completely agree. Yeah. All right. And then your tough sit for this week, uh, the man of undue um, uh, confidence, uh, Geno Smith, you have at 14, no DK Metcalf going up against the Giants, who have been a really good defense this year. You're saying, get him out of there. Get him out. Yeah, I would like to see him play a full game without Metcalf. And uh, I just don't like this matchup. So I, I don't trust Geno Smith to be good enough to overcome that. He doesn't run enough for his floor to be high enough for me to say that if he throws for like one touchdown and one pick, his 20 rushing yards and 225 passing yards aren't going to get you that much. You know, I, I think he's going to score like 13 points this week and be not usable. Yeah, I think, um, you know, every year we have this player where um, they start off hot and it's just kind of throughout the year, everything kind of starts to shake apart for him. And that might be Geno Smith this week losing uh, DK Metcalf. Yeah, I could see them just dedicating pretty much the whole offense to the run game and using Kenneth Walker a ton. And just saying this is our best chance to win games. And they're probably right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I could see them riding Kenneth Walker to like a 10 and 7 season. Yeah. So uh, Kenneth Walker, uh, just watch that game before we uh, we started recording. Uh, good at football, it turns Kenneth out. Walker is ab- absolutely absurd. He's ridiculous. Uh, almost like we said, uh, he is the best runner in this class and people are overthinking this best pure runner I've seen in a long time. Yeah, he's <laughs> absolutely just fantastic out there. I don't even know I don't even know what the comparison is for him cuz like my comp was JK Dobbins, but he's way better than JK Dobbins. Uh yeah, I mean I'd have to sit and think about it cuz uh cuz he's got breakaway speed, but he also just like bounces off of hits. Yeah, that's what makes it so hard cuz most of the guys who bounce off hits don't have that breakaway speed. I don't know, like Clinton Portis, maybe? That's not a bad one. I got to think. I got to come up. I always get so intimidated doing Walker comps because I'll be like, I'll be like, uh, 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 Barry Sanders. (laughs) (laughs) And you'll be like, oh, yeah, this he has huge uh, Glenn Coffee vibes. And I'm like, great. I I don't even remember. I don't know Glenn Coffee. (laughs) Oh, he was just like a backup running back on the Niners 10 years. Yeah, I I know who he is, but I, I don't think I've ever seen him do a football play. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I can't remember either. I only remember his name because he uh, retired midway through the season to become an army chaplain, I believe. Weird. <laughs> Very weird. But hey, hey remember whatever. when Kari Willis retired to go into ministry? Yep. That's that's I, I get those two conflated in my brain. And I have to stop for a second. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, hey, man, whatever your calling is, you know, if it's not football, then God bless you. Uh, sure. That's what you're hoping will happen. 
Um, we already talked about one running back you're higher on, Gus Edwards. Uh, you're ranked 21, ECR 32. Next guy, Antonio Gibson. Um, ECR is 40, which is frankly ridiculous. You have him at 23 uh, going up against the Colts this week. Yeah, people are just saying, seeing that he's not the nominal starting running back and that he's not getting the most touches, and they're just assuming that he's the backup now. And that's not really the case. He's the 1B, and he's getting the passing game opportunities. They've just phased J.D. McKissick out of the offense, and they've mm-hmm. given the former Antonio Gibson role to Brian Robinson. And Antonio Gibson is now playing the J.D. McKissick role, which he's very good at because he was a receiver in college and he's really athletic. Um, he's had double digit points the last two weeks, gave you 16 this past week. Um, you know, he's still getting double digit touches a game. I think he's a low end RB two and or high end flex. He's, he would be one of my running back farts this week. Yeah. Uh, what about uh, Kenneth Walker is like the best version of Damian Harris. No, he's better than that. Well, that's why I said the best version, but that's the the archetype where he can bounce off of stuff, but he can also have breakaway. I'm having trouble finding this. Uh, yeah, because it's comp. like, what if Steven Jackson had a little bit more speed? Yeah, it's like this player plus some, some other trait. And it's like, well, that's uh, not really how comps work. Like Corey Dillon? Maybe. I'm seeing Tony Pollard. Uh, Curtis Martin. Ooh, Curtis Martin. There you go. That's a good one. Okay, okay. cool. Curtis Martin. There we go. Um, yeah, Kenneth Walker is uh, his best comp is a guy who is top five ever in rushing yards. Yes. A Hall of Famer, an inner circle Hall of Famer. Curtis Just Martin. A, yeah. Kurt, Kenneth Walker is so good is what we're yeah. saying. So, yeah, so good. Very good. Um, but back to the guy you were actually talking about, Antonio Gibson. Um, like I said, I watched that game today and um, Ron Rivera needs to pull his head out of his ass. Not so far as not using Brian Robinson or yeah, that's the right Robinson. Not using Brian Robinson, but don't have him going sideline to sideline. Just have him run north-south and let Antonio Gibson take care of the the stretch runs and the catches and stuff because um, they're not using Robinson correctly if they want to use him 17 times a game. Right. I mean, I, I think that they should give Robinson like 12 carries and give Gibson like, I don't know, 14 carries and five targets. And Robinson gets like 12 carries and one target. And then mm-hmm. McKissick gets two carries and three targets. Yeah, it's it's not a, a matter of like, don't use Brian Robinson, but you're using him dumb. You're using him in a dumb way. So, all right. Third guy you're higher on. Not surprised. It's Chase Edmonds, last stand. You have him at 36. ECR's 45. He is barely hanging on to uh, 50% roster ship right now. And that's fair. Uh, he's been invisible for three weeks now. Um, and before that, he honestly kind of survived week two and three just on fluky touchdowns. So mm-hmm. he's, but I, but I think there's a good chance he gets in the end zone this week. Um, I, I think that there's a good chance they get him involved in the passing game because the lions linebackers aren't very good. Uh, lions are terrible against opposing running backs, second worst, uh, just in front of Houston. So, um, yeah, if you're, if you're lumped in with Houston in any sort of run defense competition, not, uh, not what you're looking for. Yeah, <laughs> not not a not a great um, not a great uh, partner to have trade. Yeah. Wait until Chase Edmonds scores like 13 points this week and then trade him for like, the, you know, any wide receiver four type guy. Like, yeah, trade him for uh, Jacoby Myers. 
Well, that you won't be able to get them, but you uh, might be able to. People don't yeah. believe in Jacoby Myers. We're the only people that like actually believe in Jacoby Myers. Yeah, you might be able to trade Chase Edmonds for Tyler Boyd, though. Ooh, that's not a bad call either. Or you could trade Chase Edmonds for Alec Pierce. Honestly, I would still I do that. I think you could get Alec Pierce plus something else. Honestly. I mean, maybe, but I don't know what that other piece would be like. I guess if, they, if uh, Alec Pierce and uh. Khalil Herbert, I don't know. That would be a, I would I would I would love that trade. I mean, I, I would take it. Khalil Herbert straight up for Chase Edmonds, so. Yeah. Um speaking of trades, all right, you ready to hear a trade? Yeah, the least that. consequential trade. I had Dalton Schultz as my tight end 3. Yep. I felt very uncomfortable having no backup quarterback to Dak Prescott cuz that's what screwed me over in this league. So I traded Dalton Schultz for Derek Carr. Oh man, it's the least consequential trade ever. Yeah, I think both teams probably got exactly what they wanted out of that. We were both going to cut the players, and I was like, do you want to just trade them? And he was like, yeah, we could do that. That'll work. Yeah, this is to the Kyle Pitts manager, so you actually have somebody to start this week. There you go. Yeah. All right. Uh, running back your lower on. Dalvin Cook, you have it 17. ECR is 7. Uh, going up against the Cardinals this week. Um, Dalvin Cook, sneaky, not getting as many touches as he used to, just as a, a thing. Yeah, Dalvin, and it's not like they're giving them to Alexander Madison. The, Madison's still not involved. They're just not using the running back quite as much as they used to. They're throwing a little bit more. And yeah. that's just led to Dalvin Cook getting like 16 touches a game, and he's not quite the same running back he used to be. So he can't, you know, get five and a half yards a touch and put up 90 yards on a limited workload. He's going to end up with like, three catches and 70 total yards and you're going to have to hope for a touchdown or else he's going to get you 10 points. Yeah. And uh, if you're in one of my leagues where I had Dalvin cook and I traded him to you, good luck sucker. Cause I was frantically trying to trade him before people realized that uh, Dalvin cook is not that dude anymore because of the way the offense works. Right. Yeah. He's an RB two now. Yeah. And a uh, shout out to the guy who I was trying to get a second quarterback in a two quarterback league. And I offered him Dalvin cook and he, uh, just made this mega trade that was an oversell. Uh, he had Matt Ryan, and I still have Dalvin Cook, and he has Matt Ryan still. So good good job, sucker. <laughs> All right. Uh, next uh, next uh, guy you're low on, Najee Harris. You have a 29. Everybody else has a 20. I mean, Najee Harris is just like touchdown or bust, basically. Yeah, the offense isn't good enough for him to be anything else. Uh they aren't throwing to the running back anymore. So Harris is getting like 17 carries for 56 yards and three catches for 10 yards. And that's 9.6 points. And then you're just hoping he scores, which he probably won't because Pittsburgh hardly ever scores points. So yeah, he he's a low end RB two or a flex depending on the matchup. And I, I just I don't like the matchup against the Eagles either. I don't think he's scoring a touchdown against the Eagles. So, yeah, I, I'm not playing Najee Harris this week unless I have no other option. Yeah, Najee Harris has gone from, uh, let's see, last year he scored 10 touchdowns in 17 games. And this year he has scored three touchdowns in seven games. So, like, it's not uh, that much worse. I mean, he's on pace for like seven touchdowns instead of 10, but like, it's really that he's just not catching the ball. Like he's, well, that was going to be the, the next part of it. And, uh, he has two fewer catches per game. Right. I mean, he's, it, they don't have Ben Roethlisberger doing the only thing he can do and throwing an accurate five yard pass. And he's rushing the ball four fewer times per game. 
right. Because the whole Warren. offense has contracted too. And Jalen Warren is a little bit more involved than Benny Snell was last year. Yep. So it's just a death by a thousand paper cuts for Najee Harris. And then going up against the Eagles, the Eagles, uh, whoever wins gets the the Wooter Cup. Wooter. Wooter. <laughs> Wooter. Wooter, Wooter Cup. I, the, the Wooter Ice Cup. The water ice cup. I they're selling a, a Philadelphia water ice at the 49ers games now, and I saw the guy doing in the stands, the concessions guy, yeah. and I just started laughing because I was like, I told my wife, I was like, it's water ice. She's like, I don't know what that means. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, it's water ice. She's not online, is she? Nope. Uh, very blissfully not online. Um, I should probably tell her that Elon Musk bought Twitter because I that's how offline she is. I don't think she even knows that's happening um did he though uh he he went to twitter headquarters today well we'll see good for elon musk all right david montgomery you have at 32 ecr is 23 uh going up against the dallas cowboys uh they will eat the bears offensive line correct and i just don't think david montgomery with his role which is 15 carries and basically no passing game involvement um against the cowboys that's going to lead to 50 yards and one catch and so you know even if he scores he's like a low-end rb2 and if he doesn't he's completely unusable so i think he's too risky to play this week yeah so ooh, hold on breaking news um so did you hear the thing about russell wilson on the plane yeah yeah yeah. all right kate majuk of ball blast uh, wrote an article uh, russell wilson's five cringiest moments oh boy uh of like the last like couple years. Uh, number five, the high knees on the plane, which if you don't know what's going on, uh, everybody's trying to sleep on the plane to London. And for four of the eight hours, he's stretching and doing high knees in the on the plane. Yeah. So that's great. And then uh, number four, Broncos country. Let's ride. Okay. Broncos country. Let's ride. Let's ride. Broncos country. Let's ride. Let's ride. Uh, number three, uh, Marshawn Lynch and Richard Sherman not having his phone number. <laughs> which oh, i didn't yeah. know yeah they have to get they have to go through his management yeah. to talk to him if they want to yeah number two Eating uh, subway rapper nope number two is uh his alter ego mr oh, mr. 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 Unlimited. mr unlimited unlimited, unlimited. <laughs> and number one was the danger witch yeah eating the sub yeah yeah the so, rap. yes uh just saw that on twitter so that is breaking news as of two minutes ago all right Back to the actual players. Uh, your toughest rank, Devin Singletary at 26. Devin Singletary taking on the Packers. Um, this kind of feels like a good rank for Devin Singletary. I'm not sure what uh, made it so difficult for you. Uh, well, you're going to find out. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> Calm down. Yeah, what the heck, man? <laughs> Just wait a second. You're like the person who leans over and is like, what's that, what's that in the movie? And it's like, if you just That's watch chap- the movie, they'll... Yeah, that's Chappie. <laughs> but it's like, just watch the movie for five more minutes and they'll tell you what, like, you'll figure it out. Stop right, asking fine. me questions. All right, I'm going to watch the movie where they talk about why Devin Singletary is the toughest strike this week. So Devin Singletary hasn't been super involved in the game plans the last couple of weeks. Um, not catching as many passes, carries between the 20s, kind of back to his older role. Um, it's been a lot of long touchdowns for the Bills and kind of quick strike drives. So Singletary hasn't really gotten a chance to get it super established, hasn't been getting the red zone touches. Um, Green Bay has allowed the second most RB1 and RB2 performances against them this year. 
So it's a good matchup for Singletary. I just don't see him being involved enough to be like a true start guy. Um, but I think he is a higher end flex and probably a guy you're trying to get in your lineup if you have the opportunity. Okay. Yeah. And I think a big thing with Devin Singletary too, is the James Cook experiment has failed and um, Mm. that, that gives him a nicer floor than we thought he might have week to week. So um, your most surprising rank this week, uh, Raheem Mostert, who I, I reverse cursed because I said, uh, if he gets 15 touches this week, it'll be the second time in or the first time in his career he's had 15 touches in back-to-back weeks. And now he's had it in three straight weeks. Yeah. So I, I reverse cursed Raheem Mostert. You're welcome, everybody. Yeah, Raheem Mostert, again, yeah, this is a you ride it until you can't anymore. Um mm-hmm. he's getting the all he's getting almost all of the important touches. He's even involved in the passing game a little bit. Um he has been more involved in the red zone lately. Um He's going up against a really bad Detroit run defense. So, yeah, uh, Raheem Mostert, a top 15 play this week, must start. Raheem must start. You ever heard that one before? No, I definitely haven't put it in the title of an article. That's that's brand new. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, what about Raheem Mustard? Mustard. Colonel Mustard. Yes, isn't Colonel that, Mustard. is that what Evan called him? Uh, yes, he did call him Colonel Mustard, because that's exactly the way that Evan's brain would work. Cool. He goes, player's name, pop culture reference. How do I get there? How do I get yep. there? How do I get there? No, All right. Evan, great job. Yeah, got your ass, Evan, if you hear this. Uh, number 20, uh, your sneaky start this week, Tony Pollard going up against the Bears. You kind of already outlined, you know, in the reasons why you didn't uh, like Zeke so much when we were talking about Ezekiel Elliott. Um, when we were talking about Dak Prescott, you kind of went into Zeke a little bit. But, sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you have Tony Pollard as uh, number 20 this week, and uh, you have Zeke at 24, so leapfrogging him. Yeah, just for just for a week because Zeke is banged up right now. Um, like I said, I expect him to play, but I don't see him having a huge role. I would expect maybe like 13 carries and a target, and I would expect Pollard to take over the slightly bigger role which would be, you know, 15 carries and three or four targets. So I Chicago's defense is tough, uh, you know, stingy against the run. So I, I don't expect a huge blow-up game, and Zeke will probably still get the goal line touches if, that, if those are available to Dallas. But I think Pollard has a high enough floor that he is a good start as an RB2. Yeah, so I was looking to see if there's any updated news on the Zeke Elliott stuff because, again— the kind of one of the mantras of us of us as a website is Wednesday inactives don't matter. Right. They just don't matter. And so I was looking stuff up on 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 Twitter to see. And uh, let me let me know if uh, this moves Tony Pollard up your ranks. They asked him about potentially being the starter this weekend. He said, if they call it, I can haul it. I like it. <laughs> yeah. I do like it. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so Tony, uh, Tony Pollard moving ahead of Michael Carter. In that's my what ranks. I was going to say. Just kidding. <laughs> Bump him over, Michael Carter. All right. Uh, let's go to wide receivers. Uh, some wide receivers that you're higher on. Uh, two of these guys are actually 24 or deeper in ECR, and you have them as top 20 plays, top 16 plays, really. First one's Devonta Smith. You have at 15. ECR is 24, going up against the Steelers. Um, I think people haven't come around on Devonta Smith yet. I think that that's the problem. Yeah, they're not realizing that this is kind of a Jamar Chase T. Higgins situation, just slightly less volume in Philly, where A.J. Brown's the number one, and then Devontae Smith is the really solid number two, who still gets a lot of involvement. 
Really solid number two, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Uh-huh. It's poop. Uh, <laughs> you're having a number four on the Bristol stool chart. <laughs> uh, All right. Yeah, I, I think Devontae Smith is, especially in this matchup against Pittsburgh, which is uh, not a good pass defense. Um, even though they didn't allow a lot of points to Miami last week, they allowed both Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle to have really good games. Um, and they allowed Mike Gesicki to even get involved. So uh, not great. So I, I expect the Eagles to do pretty much whatever they want through the air in this game, and that will get Devontae Smith involved. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm right there with you with Devonta Smith, and I think um, I think the impression of what Devonta Smith is isn't uh, in touch with reality, and that's who you go by. You don't go by the guys that everybody on Twitter is saying buy low on because everybody's seeing that. Go buy Devonta Smith, buy quote unquote high on Devonta Smith because he should be able to keep this up. Um, your second guy that you're higher on, ECR is 29. You have him at 16. Brandon Ayuk going up against the 49ers. Um, nope. he's going up against the Rams. Uh, Walker, I said what I said. Going up against the 49ers. Uh, going up against Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, no, uh, going up, going up against the Rams. Uh, I do that at least once a week. I'll save the team that they're on. Uh, going up against the Rams. He's been good since uh, over the last couple weeks with Garoppolo under center. And uh, I would have to say he's the player least likely to be affected by Christian McCaffrey showing up. That exactly. Yes. Uh, he doesn't really take the short area targets that McCaffrey will get. So um, I, I would expect I to continue to get his like six for 70. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But just just solid, uh, solid games. A really uh, good wide receiver, too, right now. Yeah. All right, third guy, Josh Reynolds. You have at 34, ECR is 55. Um, on the Lions, for those who don't know, and um, he's going up against the Dolphins. We kind of already talked about this passing game this week. Yeah, y'all forgot. Y'all forgot Josh Reynolds is good. Um, mm-hmm. They DJ Turks on IR. Jamison Williams might not even play this season. Um, we found out that he's going to be out at least another month today. So. Oh, Jesus. All right, time to drop him from all my IR slots for somebody else. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he he's not gonna play until like the fantasy playoffs, I think. No. So, Josh Reynolds is gonna be the number two receiver in this offense that has shown they can move the ball. That is playing a Miami defense that's not good against opposing receivers, especially opposing wide receiver twos, because across from Xavier and Howard, they have nothing right now. Um, you know, Nick Needham tore his Achilles. They're starting like just completely complete nobodies out there. I think Justin Bethel a career special teamer was playing cornerback two for them last week. Jesus. Yeah. It's not good out there. And I think Josh Reynolds should be able to take advantage. I would expect a, uh, like five catch 70 yard performance. Okay. Yeah. That sounds like a very, uh, Josh Reynolds line. And, uh, Kev's going to Kev's going to be crying and pounding his fist because he declared it not Josh Reynolds season. And it's been, it's been just Josh Reynolds. It's been nothing but Josh Reynolds season. Yeah. 28 targets over three games. Come on, Marron. All right. Marron. <laughs> All right. Uh, three guys you're lower on. First one, Tyler Lockett. You have it 32. Everybody has at 16 ECR um, going up against the Giants. I think people have too much faith in Geno. I don't understand what's I, yeah. going on here. I think I feel like Lockett will be worse without Metcalf than he was with Metcalf because the defense is just going to key on him because he's the only consistently reliable option they have in the passing game. And so Gino is going to be forced to either make incredible throws to get it to lock it, which I'm not sure he's capable of on a consistent basis, 
or he's just going to have to go away from Lockett and take what the defense gives him and give, you know, Noah Fant six targets and Will Disley four targets and D. Eskridge four targets and Coley Parkinson three targets and Kenneth Walker three targets. You know, it, it and just the receivers don't really get involved that much. So I I need to see Lockett be able to succeed with no other option on the field with Geno Smith at quarterback before I can trust it. And I'm not going to roll him out there first time I see it against a really good Giants defense. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I had to double check to see if Geno was returning to the scene of the crime, but this one is in Seattle. Uh, not when Geno Smith had to, uh, uh, he got the start for Eli Manning. Well, who oh, was yeah. trying to save their job? Was it Ben McAdoo was ben trying to McAdoo, save his yes. job? Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, New York Giants legend, uh, Geno Smith in a revenge game. Not going to work out. Um, I'm kind of shocked you have Adam Thielen as low as you do. You have Adam Thielen at 41 going up against the Cardinals. Not a great secondary. Um, ECR on him is 32. So what has you a little uh, worried about Adam Thielen in this one? Uh, it's just it's a just okay matchup, and Thielen hasn't been reliable this season. Um, you know he's he's been a fringe wide receiver three type guy, and so you're just hoping for a touchdown here. And I don't think there's enough guys on bye week for him to be somebody that I'm trusting in my lineup. Yeah, so you have him, just for reference, behind Garrett Wilson, Alec Pierce, Paris Campbell, uh, Nico Collins, Rashad Bateman, um, and Jerry Judy. I think Nico Collins might be out. I think that might be something that was just came across the wire in the last couple hours. So, um, Well, if Nico Collins doesn't play, then you're not playing anybody except Cooks in that. Then, then Adam Thielen is wide receiver 40. There you go. Then I feel sure. better. All right, uh, last guy, Deontay Johnson, you have it 42, ECR is 23. I'm done arguing with Deontay Johnson. Like, I'm so pissed off. I have him almost everywhere. Guys like top eight in targets and just nothing works. No, it doesn't matter because the quarterbacks are so bad. You know, Yeah. I I comped Kenny Pickett to Gardner Minshew. I, I think I tweeted, Pickett looks like Gardner Minshew out there, derogatory. Yeah, I do remember that parentheses derogatory because <laughs> he really do be looking like Gardner Minshew out there. It's not good. Um, and, and the other guy's Mitch Trubisky, who looks a lot like Mitch Trubisky out there. Uh, and, and that's not good either. <laughs> so I nobody throwing in the ball is going to be competent whatsoever this season. He's going to keep getting nine targets every game and catching, you know, three or four of them for 35 yards. And they never score touchdowns. So. Yeah, Johnson is unplayable for now. Yeah, the one thing that we didn't count on with uh, um, Big Ben going out was Big Ben was bad, but his brain still worked. So he knew what to do on every play. And he was accurate on six-yard passes, which Pickett and Trubisky are not somehow. Yeah, and their brains don't work. So the whole offense is kind of contracting. Um, So uh, I hate Deontay Johnson. Also your tough set of the week. Uh, your toughest rank, uh, is a guy that I keep putting in and out of my lineup for Deontay Johnson and it's Brandon cooks, um, going up against Tennessee, definitely play him in this matchup over Deontay Johnson, but so many targets for Deontay cooks gets a lot of targets too. And, uh, you know, cooks should get at least eight targets in this game, especially if Nico Collins is out. Tennessee has been terrible against opposing receivers. Um, I think this is a get right game for Brandon cooks. I think he has, uh, minimum, I would say five for 60, and I think he gets in the end zone. All right, I'll start Brandon Cooks. You convinced me. There we go. 
All right. Your most surprising start is T Higgins, who you have at 25. Uh, Tyler Boyd's kind of eating his lunch while he's been coming back from this ankle injury. Yeah. I mean, Higgins has been getting involved little by little. Um, but in the game, you know, they went off against Atlanta. Uh, everybody was going crazy. And T Higgins had like 13 fantasy points. Yeah. yeah he's, Right now, it's turned into the Jamar Chase show, and then T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and Hayden Hurst are all like tied for second in terms of involvement. T. Higgins is getting seven targets. Tyler Boyd's getting seven targets. Hayden Hurst is getting six targets. And then Jamar Chase is getting 11. And it's working. So there's no reason why they'd go away from it. So I think Higgins, instead of being that like high-end wide receiver two that we drafted, he's more of like a low-end wide receiver two or a high-end wide receiver three, just because the offense has kind of moved away from it a little bit. Yeah, and um, I'm on T. Higgins' uh, football reference page. Guy's only 23. Drives me crazy. He's mm-hmm. only 23 years old. He turns 24 in January, but God, he's so young. He has he has his whole career ahead of him. They need to trade him to, I don't know, the 49ers? Tra- tra- where, where could he actually go that would make sense? Green Bay. The Ravens. Ooh, the Ravens. I don't think they'll trade him to the Ravens, though. Yeah, no, they wouldn't. Um, yeah. Uh, what about uh, about the the, Ra- Titans? the Rams? Yeah, I was thinking of the Titans. No, when not the Bur- Titans. They Burks don't throw enough. Back, when Burks comes back, they could have him and Burks. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. All right, your sneaky start this week. I hope this man plays. Uh, he fell off the face of the earth. Uh, Michael Thomas, you have at 23 going up against the Raiders. Uh, no better matchup to come back against. Literally, yeah. They're the yeah. worst um, against opposing receivers. So, yeah, throw him out there for sure if he plays. Okay. Uh, guy you're higher on, um, who I also wrote as a streamer this week, 42% rostered at tight end. Uh, Michael J. Gesicki, and the J stands for just scores touchdowns, baby. You have him at nine. ECR is 18. He's going up against the um, Lions. Detroit Lions, and you switched it up. He's eight now. Oh, I did. Yeah. Okay, so he's eight now because um, I had to remove uh, Najoku, I believe. Oh, yeah. So you have him uh, eight going up against the Lions ahead of uh, Taysom Hill, Irv Smith, Juwan Johnson, Evan Ingram. Hell of a list of names. Yeah, it's really going great. I had two two Saints tight ends in the top twelve, and neither of them are Adam Troutman. <laughs> oh man, and one of them is just going—he's going to get three three rushes, two catches, and a pass. Yeah, and somehow he'll score a touchdown on one of them. Yep, that's right. So uh, Mike Isicki, um, you declared him back this week on the podcast. He's back. Uh, yeah, he's he's had seven targets in back-to-back games, uh, two touchdowns over the last two. Uh, don't pay attention to the fact that they came in one game um we need to see mike Gesicki doing the gritty more uh people are begging for it <laughs> people, uh, i unironically love the Gesicki gritty because it's just so it's so bad that it's endearing the grid sicky the grid sicky <laughs> mike grid <Gritsicki. laughs> he's just too, he's just doing it too fast yeah just calm down mike um but yeah <laughs> Uh, and uh, I mentioned it yesterday. Uh, who's the third option on this offense in the passing game? It's like, it's Gesicki. It's Gesicki. So you know when you're in an offense that this is that it's this high powered, you know, uh, Tyreek and Waddle 
those are like the take take the top off. Those are the deep threat guys. Somebody's got to catch the underneath stuff. And well, and somebody's going to get Jeff Okuda, who's been outstanding this season. Uh, just destroyed C.E. Lamb for a whole game. Um, so he, I I would imagine whichever receiver gets Okuda doesn't have the greatest game. And so they kind of go away from them and attack up the middle where the linebackers are not good at covering. Yeah, and that's Mike Kosicki time. Uh, Mike do you Kosicki. think do we you think we see the gritty this weekend for Mike Kosicki? Yeah, I do. I, I think he's going to have like, I'll say five for 55 in the touchdown. Ooh, that's a that sounds like a tight end eight or so on the week. Hmm. Weird hmm. that I have him ranked there. Yeah. All right. Juwan Johnson, you have it 11. ECR is 19. Everybody's going, oh, but he had such a good matchup last week. That's how he scored two touchdowns. Well, guess what, nerds? He has another good matchup this week. Right. A fantastic matchup again. And uh, yeah, I expect the Saints to be able to throw the ball wherever they want to. And Juwan Johnson is getting five targets a game, which is what you're looking for out of a streamable tight end. Yeah. And then the week after that, they get Baltimore. I'm just trying to see about long term. Just trying That's to see fine. when they play the Falcons. Not till week 15. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, they played him in week one. That's why I didn't see it. Okay. But yeah, Juwan Johnson, uh, he will get enough targets. And uh, a guy that will also get a bunch of targets, uh, but may or may not be good. We're still not sure yet. Harrison Bryant taking over the David Njoku role. You have him at 13, ECRs 23. I think that's just not recognizing what's going on. Yeah, I mean, Bryant is going to be the starter this week. Njoku's still in a walking boot, so... He ain't playing this this Sunday. Uh, it's not a super daunting matchup against Cincinnati. Uh, their defense is pretty good, but against tight ends, they're just okay. Um, and Bryant is fine. You know, he's the same as like when Kate Otten comes in for Tampa Bay. It's like, well, Jacoby Brissett's going to throw, uh, you know, six passes to the tight end. And Harrison Bryant will probably catch four for 40 yards. Yeah, he'll he'll end up as a four for 40 guy just because. Right. He'll get that that loves him. Yeah, he'll get that load, uh, but not the production. (laughs) Harrison Bryant will get that load. Quote, get that load. All right. Uh, He's a guy you're lower on than everybody else. We already mentioned it. Uh, It's kind of the guy. His name is Kyle Pitts. He's supposed to be good at football, uh, but his team has decided it does not want to pass the football. You have him at 24. ECR is nine. Uh, going up against the Panthers, you have him behind Hunter Henry, Kate Otten, Will Disley, Noah Fant. Uh, yikes. Yeah, I, I'm very making a point to not play Kyle Pitts this week. I mean, I don't have him anywhere because I was smart in the offseason, but he's just not playable right now. I mean, three, three, three catches for nine yards in the last game. Game before that, I think he had three for 18 and he got bailed out by a touchdown. Um, he's been usable twice all season uh the team doesn't throw the ball much you know Pitts is going to get a 20 percent target share that's three targets so your tight ends getting three targets they're almost are all short area here just begging for a touchdown and carolina is a good defense doesn't really give up much to the tight end so there's no reason to play kyle pitts the role is not there yeah the reason at this point that you're starting kyle pitts is uh his name is kyle pitts and you spent uh too much on him yes some cost yeah, that's all it is. It's sunk cost. And, uh, and this is the week that everybody's moving on from him. So, of course, this is the week that he's going to score a touchdown. Yeah, he'll probably have, yeah, he'll get three targets and he'll catch all three of them for 25 yards and a touchdown and have 11 and a half points and be like tight end 10 on the week. 
and everybody's going to be like, Kyle Pitts is back, baby. Everybody will act like, yeah, he had like 200 yards and three touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, it's like he had, he was okay. Yeah, uh, still not living up to taking him as tight end three. All right, uh, next guy you are lower on. These these folks are less consequential, but uh, are part of the starter sit decision. Uh, Robert Tunyon, Big Bob, you have at 15, ECRs 10. Um, I think they learned last week, get the ball to Aaron Jones as much as humanly possible. Yeah, also bad matchup. Um, you know, I, I think Tunyon, if you have him, you you might not have a better option. I feel like in most leagues, you can probably just go pick up Juwan Johnson and play him over Robert Tunyon if that's, you know, if... Or, it, or if Irv Smith. About him. Yeah, you might Irv, be able to get Irv Smith as well. Yeah. You might even be able to get Mike Gesicki. Um, so any of those guys I would play over Tunyon. It's just the Bills' defense is really good. I don't expect him to score a touchdown. So you're probably going to have, like, He's going to catch like four passes for 30 yards. Yeah, he's not going to be bad. like he's not going to goose egg you, but he just doesn't have much upside in, against the Bills. Right. I think he's going to score seven points or something like that. Nah. Um, wait a second. I just noticed something. Did you not rank Dawson Knox? Oh, my God. No, he's not in my top 25. Wow. That's what I just noticed. I was like, wow, you hate Dawson Knox this week. I, yeah, I'm not even mentioning him. He's He's not worth mentioning. I mean, he's getting three targets a game yeah it's whether he scores a touchdown or not which you could honestly get from like noah fant or will disley right exactly will disley has a better role right now than dawson knox does you know dawson knox is getting three targets and none of them are like easy ones it's all like throw like wheel routes and throws up the seam he doesn't get any dump offs so it's all you know he's gonna have like he's gonna give you a bunch of games this season where he has like one for 20 or Two for twenty-five and a touchdown. Yeah, just not not great. I just noticed that. I was like, did Walker forget Dawson Knox or does Walker hate Dawson Knox? And honestly, I thought hating Dawson Knox was more likely. So uh, get him out of my face. Yeah. All right. Uh, your other tight end, you're lower on Hayden Hurst. You have at seventeen. ECR is twelve. Um, I think you just got to pump the brakes with Hayden Hurst. Like, yeah, he's, I'm, I'm he's no decent, longer. not great. I'm no longer Hurst pilled uh, because it's a bad matchup. That's really the only reason uh, Cleveland good against opposing tight ends. They have Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa, who is a fantastic coverage linebacker. Um, it's just, yeah, it's not a good matchup. Uh, the receivers should do most of the damage in this game. Also, the running game will do a lot of damage in this game because Cleveland can't stop the run at all. So I, I would expect Joe Mixon to have a good game. I would expect Jamar Chase to have a good game. Hayden Hurst probably fades into the background a little bit more. Yeah, and uh, this is kind of the range where Hayden Hurst is is supposed to live. If you're in this range, don't fall in love with a guy like Hayden Hurst. Like just this week, you fall in love with uh, um, Juwan Johnson or right. Evan Ingram. I, like you exactly. just stay like, pivoting. For example, yeah, I I played in the dynasty league that we're in together. Um, I played Hayden Hurst the past two weeks, and this week I'm playing Juwan Johnson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you 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 stay water. Don't get don't get stuck. I think the the biggest problem that people have is they think that they found something from these marginal guys. Don't don't think that you found something because Harrison Bryant. I mean, sorry, uh, uh, Hayden Hurst scored well in the last couple of weeks. Like, stay stay fluid, stay water. Absolutely. All right, uh, guy we kind of talked about already. Your toughest rank, Irv Smith. You have at ten. Uh, we hate Irv Smith. We hates him. But great matchup. Yeah, it's like second best matchup for for a tight end, and Irv Smith will get at least four targets. So 
great chance that he scores. Uh, like you said, he's tied for the team lead in uh, inside the five targets. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be like a three for 30 and a touchdown week for Irv Smith. And that is a top 10 tight end. Yep. Unfortunately, it is. Uh, all right. You're both surprising. We already talked about Kyle Pitts, your sneaky start, Jawan Johnson at 11. We already talked about your tough set. Um, guy that was what tight end four, tight end five. T- you have it tight end nineteen on the week. Darren Waller going up against the Saints. Yeah, I just I I'm not certain he's going to play, mm-hmm. and if he does, he's not going to be at full strength. He's not going to be you know running the same type of routes with the same type of intensity that you have come to expect from Darren Waller. Um, he just hasn't been reliable this season at all. Um. And I don't really see them going away from the formula that's working for them, which is throw the ball to Devontae Adams and give it to Josh Jacobs, and that's it. Um, mm-hmm. And their offense has suddenly become good. So I think that they're going to stick with that. It's going to be another good Josh Jacobs week. going to be another great Devontae Adams week. And Darren Waller's just, even if he plays, he's going to be on the periphery of the offense. Yeah, it's one of those things where, um, you know, they're, they're just going to keep doing what works. And uh, they've done that without um, Darren Waller. So, um, and by the way, I just would, would like to point out, I pulled up uh, Josh Jacobs' player profile page now that you've mentioned him. Uh, remember when everybody was like, oh, he's going to share snaps, he's going to share opportunities, he's going to do this, that, the other. And we're like, no, he's not. Uh, guess who leads the NFL in running back opportunity share at 84.8%? It's Josh Jacobs. It's Josh Jacobs, yeah. Guess who's second in snap share at 76%? Josh Jacobs. Guess who's fifth in carries? It's probably Josh Jacobs. Yes, guess who's sixth in red zone touches? Is it Josh Jacobs? That's right. Okay. So, all right. That'll do it for this week, uh, the Josh Jacobs cast. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, we will be back on Friday to talk... Uh, a review of Thursday Night Football and the rest of Week 8's action. So, for Walker, this is Jeff. Thanks for listening. Take care and uh, have a good one. If you want to yell at me on Twitter, my handle is at Jeff Crisco. No! No!